views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WPJX, board, staff, or underwriters. Good day. You are listening to Ability Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Amelia Headley-Lamont of the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands. And today we are joined by two people, two representatives from Island Therapy Solutions. One individual is uh, probably doesn't need much of an introduction. This is Dr. Rita Judley-Grant. She works there as a psychologist um, and also provides outreach assistance uh, to the organization. We're also joined by Mario Capriola, who is an intern at Island Therapy. Therapy Solutions, and he is also a student of psychology, uh, working on his master's degree at the University of the Virgin Islands. So good day to you both, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Amelia. Well, you know, (laughs) this is the holiday season, and we said we need to talk about things that people can do to improve themselves, improve their their lives, their communities, their families. And um, let's start with the intern, because then I'll focus on... (laughs) Dr. Grant, give her the hard hitters. Uh, Mario Capiello, first of all, tell us what you do at Island Therapy Solutions. Yeah, so I actually do a lot of different things. The nice thing about being an intern at um, ITS or Island Therapy is that they put you in a lot of different departments. So I help a lot with um, the intakes. So when people come in initially, they uh, will meet with a psychologist. And before they do that, they'll meet with me or one of the other psych assistants. And we do an interview. We figure out, you know, what the presenting problem is. And then they'll get a diagnosis. Aside from that, I've also been working with the testing team. So sometimes people will get referred to testing uh, to help, you know, get a more objective feel for what a diagnosis might be or what kind of assistance someone might need. Um, I also do a little bit of individual counseling, and I also do some co-facilitating of group counseling. So a lot of different areas. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the testing. How does that work? Yeah, so testing is actually one of my favorite ones. Okay. Testing can be done in a lot of different ways, and it depends on what the psychologist needs. So again, initially, they'll figure out a presenting problem, and a psychologist might say, "Uh, I need more information to determine a diagnosis here, or they may need more information so that someone could get something like an IEP. So if they're they're, um, considering some kind of learning disability, we may need some more um, objective type testing. Um, So maybe academic testing, it could be like a um, IQ testing to get that information so that we can provide it to the Department of Education and say this person needs um, special services and things like that. But no, again, it just depends on what the psychologist... No, an IEP, if you can tell our audience what that is. Yes. Uh, IEP is for schools. It's an individualized um uh, educational program program. Mm -hmm. right okay so a test is literally a test you is it something where you sit down on pen and paper and fill something out or is it there's questions asked there's a lot of different tests um so you could take a more projective test or a more objective test so it could be something as simple as you sit down and you fill out like a questionnaire Mm -hmm. um you could also sit down and be asked to manipulate different things um tests come in a lot of different forms it just depends on what kind of test we're looking at like a lot of personality tests are generally just a questionnaire answer these questions the best you can um some of them might be a little more complex like we might ask you what is this and then you kind of project mm-hmm. your thoughts and feelings onto it. Like the typical example would be like the ink blot. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So the Rorschach is definitely the most famous for okay. sure. Okay, what do you see when you see this blot on the page? Exactly, okay. yeah. All right, and you also say you do individual counseling. I'm assuming it's with some supervision, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So I okay. work under Dr. Parija, mm-hmm. um, and she's great. She's been um, really helpful in um, supervising me and giving me the tools that I need so that I can be successful with the clients I have. All right, now before we... Um, when on the air you mentioned something called SMART. 
Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what that acronym stands for? Yeah. So SMART goal setting um, just helps people be more successful with setting their goals. So especially, I know we talked or we mentioned earlier, you know, New Year resolutions. Right. And that's kind of the oldest running joke, right? Is mm-hmm. that, did you, how, how long were you able to last with your resolution? Um, sometimes it's not as long as people wish. I know when I used to go to the gym, everyone used to say, here comes January. <laughs> Everything's going to be packed. Um, so yeah, so smart goal setting just kind of helps you um, be more successful and keep yourself more accountable. And like you said, it's an acronym. So mm-hmm specific you want to be really specific about what your goal is um so if we were sticking to kind of a workout example Mm -hmm. let's say i wanted to be able to lift 100 pounds over my head i might start with something even more specific like let's say i want to be able to lift there we go we'll start five pounds i think i can do that already (laughs) but exactly you want to be really specific about that um and then the m is is measuring how are you Mm -hmm. going to measure your progress um especially in psychology and i think dr grant would agree with me being able to measure something is super important so Mm -hmm. I kind of thought this one was uniquely important for weightlifting that's super easy because the weights do that part for you but whatever the goal might be you want to be able to measure your progress how how much am I getting done um and then the a would be for attainable how attainable is this goal you want your goals to be realistic Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say all right by tomorrow I'm gonna be benching 300 pounds right that's (laughs) that I know the viewers can't see me but that's not gonna happen (laughs) um so attainable goals and then the r would stand for relevant so people have goals and it's unique to them so whatever that might be you want to make sure that the goals you're setting are super relevant for what you want at the end of the day mm-hmm. so again if it if the goal is really to be healthy i'm working out because i want to be a healthier version of me maybe i don't need to set a goal of bench pressing 300 pounds right. maybe that's not going to put me on track to being the healthiest that i am and that's what we mean by um relevant and then t um has to do with time frame give yourself a time frame and you don't necessarily need to be super rigid with it so it doesn't need to be super sad if i don't make it to my goal by whatever it is the end of the month the end of the year um be flexible with yourself but also keep yourself accountable give yourself some kind of time frame and see how you do sticking to it and that's um what smart goal setting is okay and so if somebody wanted more information about that where would they go and find that oh you could absolutely google it um (laughs) i think initially when we talked about um this idea of talking about smart goal setting I did some research behind it, and there, there's a lot of stuff online. You can find so many cool um, images with the acronym, um, again, on the internet, so just Googling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. It's, you always want to learn new things and how to improve and so forth. Um, our other guest is uh, Dr. Rita Dudley-Grant, who is no stranger to people who are um, involved in the behavioral health world. Um, just as a background, I want to let the audience know Dr. Grant is a founding member and past president of the Association of Virgin Islands Psychologists. Um, and one of the things that uh, we... I read in your bio, Dr. Grant, was that uh, your focus is on resilience mm-hmm. in times of disaster, which we seem to be beset with. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure the audience, as well as myself, would love to know <laughs> what are some tips you can offer in that regard to be resilient. Excellent. And thank you so much for having us here. Um, I very, very, very much appreciate the ability to share um, and encourage the entire community to um, enjoy the holiday in a very positive way and to set those realistic, smart goals (laughs) for yourself going forward into the new year. So um, there is another um, 
anybody that works with me or is around me for very long will get tired of me talking about this particular tool. Um, and it does help a lot with resilience. And it may seem a little bit contradictory, but it actually is the foundation for resilience, which is radical acceptance. You have to, in fact, accept where you are in the moment. Hmm. You know, start where you are. Mm -hmm. Stand on your feet right here, right now. It comes out of the dialectical behavioral approach um, created by Dr. Marsha Lenahan, who studied actually over in the East, in Tibet, and um, understood and come to, came to understand that, that our health comes from within. Hmm. And we have to take time to really give ourselves time and space. And to give ourselves time and space, we have to start with accepting this is where we are. Mm. Not to take our energy feeling bad about what it was and why it shouldn't be and woulda, coulda, shoulda, mm -hmm. and da 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 but rather, okay. Um, I just quote from one of her writings. Often when a person is in pain, his or her first reaction is to get angry or upset or to blame someone for causing the pain in the first place. Mm. But unfortunately, no matter who you blame for your distress, your pain still exists and you continue to suffer. Getting angry or upset stops you from seeing what is really happening, being blinded with rage. Rather, what you want to do instead of judging the situation or yourself is to accept it, to acknowledge your present situation, whatever it is, without judging the events or criticizing yourself. Try to recognize that your present situation exists because of a long chain of events that began far in the past and where you're going depends on where you are right now. So you start from the present moment and you accept whatever it was and then you're able to actually use your um, the, the, the smart goals, use taking baby steps, thinking about, okay, where do I want to be and how am I going to get there from right this moment. I am not going to regret the past or wish to close the door on it, which comes out of the 12-step tradition, but rather I'm going to use what I believe and everything that I have in me to take this step, you know, mm -hmm. five pounds, not a hundred pounds. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's radical reality. Radical reality, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think, you know, at this time, where you're supposed to be joyful, of course, we recognize that not everybody is surrounded in joy. And even, even if you're going to be having like a big Christmas dinner or you're going to be you know, doing something, that can be overwhelming and stressful too. So mm -hmm. I think the important thing is to really keep the focus on the present moment mm -hmm. and really keep the focus on, okay, what do I need to do to make this moment the best that I can? What do I need to do to make the next moment? And, and as you, because we don't want to let the anxiety of making it perfect, you know, don't, don't let the, the perfect destroy the good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, it, it is us being able to relax into the stretch. To be, that comes out of yoga tradition, you know, relax into the stretch. Be, you know, just let it, let it be. And the, the more that you let it be, you really begin to be able to enjoy all of the little moments that are always there. No matter how terrible anything is, there's always a little joy. There's always a little, 
you know, opening in the cloud. There's always, you know, a, a smile at a stranger. The other thing that is so great to do is when you're really feeling down and empty, give. <laughs> give a smile. Give a thought. You know, give. G giving is healing. It is. It's just, and it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be. It definitely doesn't have to be monetary. Right. You know, it can just be giving a, a, a smile or a, or a happy word or a compliment or or keeping your mouth shut <laughs> when you're feeling <laughs> that could be a big gift. <laughs> when you say hi, hope <laughs> all is well. Right. What's that expression? If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yes, this is the season for kindness. <laughs> Happy judgments. Happy judgments. That's that's wonderful. This 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 is a very very eye-opening point. I really appreciate that. And I noticed there's been some heads nodding in the studio <laughs> while you were saying all of this. Very very useful. Okay. Let's. Um, I want to just jump back into real quickly because I think we still need to get into mm -hmm. the weeds on how to be resilient. Tell us a little bit about Island Therapy Solutions. I noticed there was a new location in Frederickstead. Oh, yes. All yes right. She's very happy about that. You should see the face. <laughs> <laughs> My, might I say, is it right next to <laughs> disability rights? Not far. <laughs> Not far at all. Um, yes, we actually are expanding, and you know, we know West is best, Freedom City, and not everybody can make it all the way up to Gallows Bay, right. so we are very much wanting to bring more services to the community. Island Therapy is completely committed. Of course, you know, it started Lindsay Wagner um, when she first came here and, and comes. We have one of the few in the entire United States a trained pediatric neuropsychologist. You mm. don't find those very often. And we have our very own highly wow. trained and, and excellent providing services to the disability population, as you know. Mm -hmm. um, those um, youth especially have started that uh, with autism and other uh, learning disabilities. And then we have just continued to expand. And, you know, the, the therapist, the old guard, like myself, we were add-ons. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Very we probably should try to, -ons. try to provide some services to the adults as well. And it just has continued to grow. And so we're very, very pleased to be able to um, provide a variety of services. Um, we have licensed um, counselors and social workers and psychologists. We do a lot of training all of the um, specialties, we have interns in all of them, counseling, um, social worker, psychology, of course. And uh, we go and do things like this in the community. Mm -hmm. uh, we provide groups for children and adults. Um, and the seasoned <laughs> ages as well, <laughs> which we call our third act. <laughs> yes. Um, and so we, the, the, the goal and, and the vision of island therapy is to provide therapeutic services to the island, to whether as an individual, a family, a couple, adult, um, and that you are, we're helping you to become your best self. And that's, that is actually our goal going forward and making it as accessible as possible. So we also provide services within the school and, you know, other communities and so on. 
So, okay, as far as access, certainly location is great. How, how does the fee structure arranged? How does that work out? How did the fee? fee. Oh, fee. Um, the fee structure is whatever. Well, there is a there is a um, we take insurances. All of those that that are accepted in the Virgin Islands, you know, right. some of them are not, but um, anything that's here, and we we have Medicare, Medicaid, um, and then uh, there's a self fee mm-hmm. sliding fee scale as okay. well, and so that's good to know. Yes, very definitely. good. Okay, so the Fredericksville location essentially offers comparable services absolutely yes it's a smaller space of Mm -hmm. course um but it does provide primarily um individual and you know the 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 therapies i i don't know that i don't there is a group yes actually there is an academic uh side of it as well so they do provide some of this for the um after school programs and so on for autism and uh Hmm. So that all of that, so that it's a smaller space, but it's it's also um, moving towards full service as well. Okay, so what? How would somebody get in touch with Island Therapies? This three four zero seven one nine seven zero zero seven. We're open eight to seven right. <laughs> every day, X and Saturdays uh, for a smaller amount of time. Close mm-hmm. on Sundays. And some holidays, not as many as government, but that's another thing. Right, <laughs> right. So, uh, are referrals required? For no, you. We do walk in. If a person wants to come and um, and have services, you can come, preferably to the to the Gallows Bay. But we can do um, walk in down in in the Frederickstead office as well. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is that they you will get an appointment. Um, to be interviewed, we call it an intake, is what Mario was talking about, mm-hmm. um, where uh, a clinician and or an, an intern will take your information. And it doesn't happen on the spot because we, you know, unfortunately have a waiting list as people seeking services. But we will make an appointment for as soon as possible for an intake. And um, then the, once the person meets for about an hour, and talks about what their issues are and and what their goals might be. And so at the end of the hour, then we come up with an initial treatment plan, which might include counseling, it might include the testing. Just uh, testing is diagnostic Mm -hmm. to see what is really going on from from a psychological perspective. You know, a person may be saying, I'm just depressed and anxious, but it may turn out that they have undiagnosed attention deficit hyperactivity that they never realized was there. And so you're hard, it is much harder to keep your focus at any time, and that does make you anxious. And when people mm-hmm. are constantly criticizing, why don't you remember to do this? Why don't Then you do get depressed. But right. it's not anxiety or depression. It's the ADHD that needs to be treated. Mm. And so that makes a huge difference, you know. Right. Um, and uh, so that's the testing. So it's the therapy testing. And we do have psychiatric services as well. So if it appears that medicine, like for ADHD, medicine is, is really a, a boon. Mm-hmm. It helps a lot to be able to gather your own focus and, and begin to, you know, have more of the access to the tools of your own intelligence that are blocked by the attention deficit. And so medication, management, um, and, and the range of services that psychiatry provides, we have that. Um, we have um, psychiatric physician assistants who are outstanding. Um, and then actually, Island Therapy has other services as well. Um, we have um, physical uh, 
physical therapy I saw. Yeah, physical therapy. Let me ask you this question. And, and a children's clinic. Oh. Yeah, we have a, a, a children's clinic. So we, and okay. we have a school, we have um, for autistic children, and we have after school services, we have in home services. Um, there's a, a full range of services for special needs children that we provide. Tell us about the in home service. Well, that's the behavioral specialist. So if that is becomes a part of the treatment plan, then the behavioral specialist would be assigned to go into the home and work with the child and the parent and caregiver to help them learn how to manage the, um, the special need behaviors that you wouldn't ordinarily know how to manage. So the in-home service is geared towards children? Yes. Not adults? No, not adults. Okay. Yeah. Mary, let's say somebody calls in with an intake and they sound like they're going to harm themselves. Okay. What would you do? So if they were in um, if they were in the office with me and we do an intake, we actually screen for that. It's part of the intake process to figure out. Because, you know, you want a holistic picture of what's going on with someone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, unfortunately, sometimes people might endorse that. And that is a time where you need to go up a little bit further on the ladder than the intern. (laughs) And uh, we would bring in a licensed psychologist. So usually with me, that would be Dr. Parija. Um, She'll sit with the person and figure out, you know, you know, what are these feelings? Are they fleeting? Is there a plan? Um, How serious, you know, um, are we talking? And then if need be, we would create a safety plan to help this person when those feelings do get really dire. Um, What steps can they take, you know? to keep themselves safe, to put them in a better headspace. Have you ever done and, um, <laughs> and just to add to that, um, we don't let them go without assessing exactly how acute it is. And if it does require that they would have to, let's say, go to the hospital, then that's something that we would make sure, you know, guest facilitated, we'll call in family members, make sure the person is not sent home just with a safety plan. If right, right. the person is acutely suicidal, right. then we have to make sure that they are safe right. before they leave the office. So intake is never done on the phone. It's always a personal um, well the the one thing that we can do is but that's a good point. But um that we we are also provide licensed um, Zoom by you know mm-hmm. it, it, we don't use Zoom anymore but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same basic Teams. thing okay well, yeah, telehealth Teams. So telehealth yes and and if if in point of fact the person were suicidal we would keep them on the line until if need be we can have a police go out to the home or get someone to mm-hmm. the home so that we're not just working with. Um, the person on their own. Okay. I remember once we were traveling and we were in a car and uh, you were on suicide watch. Dr. Grant was on suicide watch and I asked a really stupid question. I said to her, but doesn't it hurt? (laughs) (laughs) I remember asking that stupid question and which you said, well, you're in such a state, right? You recall, you recall that silly question I asked you? (laughs) Okay. That you're 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 in such reverie, you don't contemplate that it's harmful in an objective sense, right? Absolutely. I mean, the thing the thing that people have to understand about suicide is when a person is truly suicidal, they've lost hope. You know, that is the biggest thing. And and so, in point of fact, psychic pain can be far more painful 
than anything physical that you can do. You know, when adrenaline is running, I mean, it's the same thing like with weightlifters or anything. When that adrenaline is pumping, physical pain is just not a part. And so the psychic pain is like adrenaline. It's, it's at the point mm. where it's, it is flooding you. You're emotionally overwhelmed. You know, you, you don't, there's, it, it's like you're in a black hole. You know, there's no more hope. There's nothing. And so you just need to get away. And so what we have to do is to keep you safe until we can get that psychic emotion down mm -hmm. to the point where you can begin to see that little ray of hope. Just get the person to make it to the next hour, the next hour, the next day, the next day. And under, because there's always hope. It's just that you're flooded. So at the moment, you can't see it. Mm -hmm. But once you've come past that point, then you're beginning, you're able to, to recognize as that radical acceptance. Okay, I'm here right now, but I don't have to stay here. It doesn't have to be like this. There is more that I can do. There's always more than I can do. I can take another breath and another breath and another breath. And eventually, because y there's yin and yang, <laughs> you know, right. there is negative, but there's always positive. It's always two sides of the same coin, which is helping you to lift it over to the other side. Well, I think we're going to need more conversations about this radical acceptance <laughs> point because it's, it's very, very, very intriguing. Um, in the little time we have remaining, what do you see as future services? Wh where is, what direction is Island Therapy Solutions wanting to go to? Um, I think we're just trying to provide more and more support to the community and you know, more ability for us to reduce and eliminate suicidality, for example, right, you know, right. to really, and, and to um, get rid of the stigma, the stigmas that surround mental issues. Mm -hmm. You know, we mm -hmm. all are human beings. And the other thing that I try to teach uh, everyone is that there is a biopsychosocial aspect of everything. Every illness that we have has a biopsychosocial. It's got a biological base, it's got a social base, and it has a mental health base. So that we want people to, to for example, not have a stigma against medication. You know, if met, because if I'm depressed, that means that the neurochemicals in my brain are out of balance. Now, I'm not going to say to the heart doctor, oh, don't give me that because, no, you know, I'm <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm bench pressing. Yeah, bench pounds. pressing, right? I'm good. No. <laughs> you know, um, it, it, so, it, so we have this stigma against medicine. You're like, oh, I'm going to do it. And not. sometimes you need the medicine. Also the counseling, you know, just... Did being crazy, I mean, a little bit of crazy is pretty good, I think. But the <laughs> <laughs> have a, you have to want to have a positive outlook on life. And that takes being able to speak with someone else. You know, talk to someone who can help. Okay. I'm going to want to come back to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't over, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to have to wrap up. I've been, uh, the, the, it, the clock on the wall says it's time. I'd like to thank you both, Dr. Rita Dudley Grant from Island Therapy Solutions and Mario Capiola. It's wonderful, wonderful yes. work you're doing. And yes. I'm so glad to hear that you're studying this very, you know, important field. Thanks. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Take care and have a great holiday. Thanks for having us. 
The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters.